1: Everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast, brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the official sports sportsbook. his Radio. I, as always, I'm your host, Eric Bertsloff, joined by Nathan and Dan. Sup, guys?
2: Hi, Eric. You're looking very fresh with your, your clean shave and everything, rocking over there. You must have had like a wedding to go to or something. Oh, please! If I had a wedding, I mean, it's just because I
1: didn't have anything. Because I mean, my god, beards look good, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want to. I wouldn't do photo day without a beard. That would be terrible.
3: Well, now's a good opportunity to say any and all shave sponsors if they want to sponsor.
1: The
0: Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from 4.99, logo styles from 16.99 and jeans from 19.99. Shop in store today at Gap Factory or at gapfactory.com.
3: his Radio Nice straight cap. <laughs> Hit us up.
1: Yeah, I do shave my shoulders, so uh you know anybody who shaves. Yeah, so we're just shamelessly uh, whoring ourselves out again, Nathan. Is that what you're you're saying? You, there's not enough ads on the show. Is what you're telling me.
3: Uh, ads for shaving products on other podcasts, and uh, <laughs> they fit right fit right in with Rotoviz Radio.
2: <laughs> what we could do is we could just release a video pod and just have Eric shave his beard off like every like once a month.
1: That's, work. That would be interesting, except for it wouldn't really grow back. Okay, uh, we have big news. <laughs> we have big news before we get into the show. Um, I noticed today when I was uh, when I stopped at a stoplight that our uh, our official uh, singular podcast feed is up on iTunes. Um, so make sure you go subscribe there too. Uh, we got a sweet new logo. If you saw that on Twitter, I think Nathan was out retweeting that thing like crazy. Uh, last week, so uh, it is uh, the Dynasty Tradecast, a RotoViz podcast, so if you want to check it out, by all means, please subscribe, rate and review. We have literally no rate and reviews right now, guys. Literally none. That's not good.
3: Let's get some. We, we, sh- we, need, to, we need to host another week just so we can get some reviews. <laughs> I know. That, well, that's
1: true. Now we just need to shamelessly plug ourselves, but maybe that'll be a new way that the guys who have already supported the show have an opportunity to stand out, you know.
2: Maybe we could try short. to uh, find something to get away maybe i don't know rate review maybe there's something to be had who knows who knows
1: all right all right all right uh so how'd the weekend fantasy go now diving into the show Uh, let me start by saying mine was fantastic uh i had stefan diggs on every team i had ty hilton on every team i Hunt on a few teams i mean it was just a a just fisting fest for my poor opponents what the
2: hell a a fisting fisting fest fest. oh okay um Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I had like I probably had a mediocre week, um, but I'm doing all right in the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, I will be three oh, and not. and not. probably like top seventy-five to a hundred-ish. Which for me, that's that's an accomplishment right there.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good, man. You're like what top sixth, top seventh of all players in the world. That's that's nice. The nice. world.
3: <laughs> well, well no big, no big deal. But the road of his uh, nice Trade Cast does have two. Hosts that are three and zero in the
2: Scott Fish Bowl because I am also hey, Nathan. I, so I recall we'll I to. recall you not being so well last year, though. Yeah, I mean, well,
1: I mean, no guys, better time than present. I'm right. bringing you guys. I'm coming up the rear because I also have a three and a zero in my record. It's uh, <laughs> backwards, but it is backwards. <laughs> so I'm bringing us back down to earth. Uh, thanks, Cam Newton, for the uh, for the fist thing. All right, the name of the show is going to be Fist Fest. <laughs> We, we might get reported a couple times.
3: <laughs>
1: That's what I'm rooting for, really.
3: <laughs> All right. Our first segment of the day. Everyone's going to be talking about the first three weeks, players that have had hot starts. And it's kind of a question of, are those players going to continue what they've been doing early on? Or are they going to disappoint us the rest of the year, not live up to the expectations that we have now through three weeks? So we have a very uh, fun game uh, where it's a very fun name that I, I came up. I'm a very innovative name giver. And uh, this this game will be called Hot Start or Wet Fart. So if, if, <laughs> if the player has had a hot start and we think that that will continue, we will say hot start. If we think that that hot start will flame out and they won't be as good the rest of the season, we will say wet fart.
2: <laughs> so play out, wet you know. I mean, this, there's, there's going to be some analysis in there too. It's not just going to be a okay. Well, he's that's not that's not going to be that's not exclusive. Um, we we will be talking about the players, but yes, we are playing a uh, hot start or wet fart, which I'm kind of excited about.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I lo- I lost it on Vox when uh when when Nathan came in with that. So that that was that's a it's a clever name for sure. I'm not making, I'm not sure it makes any sense, Nathan, but it is clever. All right, let's let's dive in. Before we get into that show, let me tell you about our sponsor, MyBookie.ag. Uh, as always, they sponsor the show. They're an awesome, reputable sports book. Uh, you can join MyBookie now, um, and they will match your deposit one hundred percent. Just use the promo code TradeCast. That's the promo code TradeCast. Uh, and then also, uh, RotoViz is running an awesome promotion where if you sign up this month with TradeCast promo code uh, and then forward a copy of your sign up confirmation to RotoVizRadio at gmail.com, you'll be entered into a drawing for a limited edition RotoViz athletic jacket, uh, which is pretty sweet. So sign up for my bookie, deposit
2: money, then forward us the email confirmation, and we'll announce the winner in a future episode. Also, oh, there's boys. a bunch of my money floating around in there. And uh, so you can win some of my money because I had a horrible week on my, my bookie, I got raked.
3: Yeah, and um, all that money that I won by betting on the Bucks in Week Two, uh, their first victory, I lost all of it by betting against the Vikings. So, uh, yeah, stop betting <laughs> on the Bucks, Nathan, because they're they're terrible. <laughs> yeah, I lost yeah, my money the case. Keenum, come on. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into the players that have had some hot starts. I, I think the obvious one, and this may not exactly fit into this category of whether they be bad or good, but. Kareem Hunt is the talk of the fantasy ball world through three weeks. That he's had three 20-plus point performances. He you know, is being talked about as possibly in that tier of the David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, people are talking about him being ahead of Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook. Uh, Dan, we'll start with you. Uh, what are you thinking of Kareem Hunt? Are you moving him to that top echelon tier? Is he just outside of that? What do you think? Or he's is he just a wet outside.
2: fart? He, he, no, definitely definitely not a wet fart. Um, <laughs> so stupid to say that. Um, he's I mean, he's he's in that next tier, and maybe in like the middle of that next tier. There's still a lot of guys that are that are proven and they've done it for seasons rather than three games. Um obviously he looks the part, he's in the perfect offense for his skill set. The the things that worry me was that he didn't beat Spencer Ware out before the injury, it was still Spencer Ware's backfield. Obviously, the injury, you know, projected him into that starting role. But that kind of makes you wonder how they felt uh, one about Spencer Ware and two about Kareem Hunt before the big breakout. So I think when Spencer comes back, I mean, it'll he's out all year, and we'll see him in 2018. But it kind of makes you wonder for the future if if there's some sort of uh, committee going on or or what. But yeah, I mean, he's. Dynasty wise, you've got to have him as a as probably a mid, maybe like six or seven in the RBs, um, but he's definitely not in that in that top that elite tier quite yet. And I have moved somebody else back into the elite tier that was currently uh, falling down down the hill. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I just waited patiently for you to quit, finish talking there, Dan.
1: Uh, the argument I think you're making is is I think a poor one where you're saying that. Uh, that they weren't giving him a chance and he couldn't beat out Spencer Ware, but like even going back to like, let's use a recent example in David Johnson, where he didn't beat out uh, who was a Chris Johnson at the time. I, I don't even know uh, Andre Ellington in training camp and then came on in like week four, week five when he got his chance and really took a stranglehold on that. Uh, I'm not sure that it's necessarily, I don't think that's an indictment of hunt at all. Um, as a guy who drafted literally no hunt, I had to get a share and had an opportunity to finally do so. Paid two firsts for him in a super flex league. Uh, and I'm very, very happy with that price tag because I think he's going in the three first range these days if you want to purchase him.
2: Ryan McDowell posted a tweet earlier today that said one of his trades was five first, So you got a little bit of a discount on
1: that. No, that was him searching. Yeah, that's insane. I actually tweeted and I was like, five first? That's unbelievable. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm indicting him for anything. I, I just – Spencer Ware is going to have a role on that team. So I don't know that it's a bell cow for the foreseeable future until Spencer Ware is gone. Um, but obviously he's going to be the lead back, knowing what we know now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he might spell him. That's I, I, I don't think it's going to be any more than that. I'm, I Ware is a gonna... pretty
2: good player. Spencer Ware is a pretty good running back.
1: Okay, yeah, that's not true. But all right, let's move on. <laughs> or Actually, Nathan, do you have any – frame <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, my Kareem Hunt take is I don't think Spencer Ware has any, any impact on his future value. I think Preach. Kareem Hunt has, has got a stranglehold on, on that, uh, you know, future job. Uh, I, I think that with Kareem Hunt, I don't, I'm not sure he obviously is not going to compete uh, uh, keep up this pace. But I do think that the fact that he's been so explosive is good news for the rest of the Chiefs' weapons. And, you know, with Alex Smith and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill – I think all of those offenses are, I mean, all those players are going to help every player in the offense become better because that offense is so explosive right now. So um, the next player we can talk about really quickly because he's a quarterback so no one really cares, but Alex Smith is a top five quarterback in fantasy football. Nobody really thought that was going to happen. So, Eric, do you think that Alex Smith is a hot start or a wet fart in that explosive
1: uh, Chiefs offense? Man, I, you know, I don't think I don't think his price tag's caught up yet. So, I'll I'll give him a hot start. I think he got uh I think he speaking of, of farts, I think he got a fiery one under his ass when uh, they drafted uh, Mahomes. <laughs> so, uh it seems like that pulled the trigger on him. Uh I mean, they're not going to be able to keep Mahomes if he is that good off the field. Um so it probably is uh just alexis smith's slow painful death here but if he keeps up playing like this i don't see how you kick him off the team so uh or trade him or whatever uh that uh, you know i think i think he's a value still uh if you're in a super flex league he's probably a buy you can probably get him for probably for a late first at this point Uh, and he he looks to be behind this powerhouse offense so uh, i'll give him a hot start
2: I think yeah, I think you hit it right on the nose. I think Mahomes just kind of made him play a little bit more reckless than he normally does. He's taking shots down the field. He's doing things that we just never really saw. It was always the check down artist game manager, and, and they won with their defense and running game. And now there's – I mean, you don't know where the ball is going to go next. It could be Chris Conley, even uh, Albert Wilson – you know, some of the secondary guys, plus you have all of the, you know, your Tiger Kill, Travis Kelsey, and Kareem Hunt. So that offense is super explosive, like you said, Nathan. Um, as far as dynasty value goes, Alex Smith, you know, I there's probably not a lot of long value there, but we don't really need to play long value with quarterbacks unless you're talking about super flex or two quarterback. Um, you can kind of just stream in one QB. So I think I think Alex is, is maybe – maybe out of a job after the season and he'll get a nice contract from somebody else, um, probably in a a less, a lesser um, team.
1: One thing I, one thing I feel like it's worth pointing out with Smith is he's got that upside too of like the Tyrod Taylor. He's, he, he runs a lot of balls. Uh, So that's somebody who he's got a really low floor and he's kind of been a sneaky low floor guy for for high floor. High floor. Uh, sorry, high floor guy. High floor, low floor. Yes, he's very low floor, but he's got a very high floor. But he's been kind of one of those sneaky high floor guys that he just doesn't lay duds out there. He's pretty much always putting up double digits, mostly because he was playing so safe and he was running, uh, so he wasn't throwing picks and getting you negative points, and he was getting you positive points in his running. So just something I feel like I'd throw in before Nathan gives his thoughts.
3: Yeah, with Alex Smith, I think that he's the perfect guy that you, you look you hit the roster of the guy who owns him, and if he's if he's on a team that is you know middle of the road or not competing. The guy who has him might be willing to part with him, even though he's scoring points right now. So, I mean, you can probably get him for a late second in a one-quarterback league, late first in a super flex. Both of those yeah. are, fair, are, are fair prices for a guy that you can – I'm not saying you're going to have to start Alex Smith every week, but that offense is so good that he is, is worth more than just streaming prices. So uh, I'm definitely a fan of Alex Smith at this point. Um, we'll go to uh, our next guy. This is a guy that hit a huge week three, and that's Chris Thompson. Uh, I'll start with my take since I've been going last here. Uh, I think that Chris Thompson is a wet fart in coming. Uh, it's a guy that <laughs> – yeah, yes, the the Redskins backfield my is – God, this game. <laughs> Chris Chris Thompson is a guy who uh, – you know, he's almost guaranteed he touches at this point. But at the same time, I think that the, the Redskins spent draft capital on Samaj AP Ryan, and they're going to want to try and work him in. And they've shown that by Chris Thompson not being – you know, he didn't get like RB1 snaps. He just got RB1 points in fantasy football. So I'm always wary of guys that put up big points but are still only playing, you know, 50 to 60 percent of the snaps. So I am definitely not buying the Chris Thompson right now. And it's still one of those things that even though he had he's had a couple of big weeks, his price in Dynasty probably hasn't risen enough to be able to sell him. If you own him and can get an early second, that's something I would do every day. But I would be looking for that type of phrase. And we talked about this this type of move before, but even if you have to do Chris Thompson in your late third for an early second, that's also a move I would make.
1: That's breaking news, Nathan. Uh, you mentioned Pirine. Uh, Pirine's terrible based off of all that I've <laughs> seen of him on the field. So uh, this breaking news just in. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I, I have sold Chris Thompson in the past for a fourth-round pick uh, and was pretty happy about it, uh, eating my hat at the moment. I, I think he's – I think he looks like the real deal. Granted, he's he's probably not ever going to be a Bell Cow, but he's probably always going to what I'll equate him to is like he could be Gio Bernard productive. He could be a, a running back too for pretty much ever. He catches the football, uh, scores points in a consistent way. So uh he's the type of player that kind of reminds me of, of guys that I really like that have that high floor. Uh and in the running back position, it's something that's really, really valuable. So I think they're gonna work him. I think they're gonna keep keep him in. And uh I think I mean Rob Kelly looks great too. Uh, but P. Ryan looks terrible, and even Mac Brown looked better than P. Ryan.
2: It doesn't take much. Um, yeah, I've always kind of been a fan of, of Chris Thompson, but I, just even seeing you know Twitter the last couple of days, it's it's been or I guess today and yesterday, but um, it, it's been it's been interesting. Some people are are anointing, you know, giving him the crown. Now uh, I, I still think he's you know a, a low end RB two you can kind of mix him in with the rest of the pass catching backs. It's just, it's just what he is. Um, I I think he'll get a few more touches in the actual running game, but his bread and butter is, is in the air. And, and if he can stay efficient, I mean, you're, you're probably looking closer to a, closer to a high end RB two rather than a low end one. But um, yeah, I try to fade the the guys that are crazy efficient. Um, Something that can't sustain. So uh, long value. I, I'm still probably holding all of my shares, um, but would be happy to to buy some with if I can get them for like a second, which probably at this point, you're not going to be able to. Yeah, I think I think the
1: price tags crept into that first range with the hype. I mean, it's it's so funny when you get into the regular season, how quickly people throw those values for the first out the window week two, week three. Um, we're right in the heat of that. So uh, buy first if you can um, brought to you by the trade cast. All right, Nathan, <laughs> who's next?
3: Next on our list will be wire receiver turned running back Ty Montgomery. Uh, he's had a couple of big games for the Packers in the f- first few weeks. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Hot start for Ty Montgomery, or is he going to be a wet fart? Wet fart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's such a good drop. You need to cut that out and just have it ready. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, I will. Trying to do like my my best morning show impression with that. <laughs> You know, I keep going back and forth on Ty Montgomery. I was buying in the offseason, and then right before we the season started, I started to sell off some shares because the hype started to build, and And I feel like I'm kind of regretting it, but at the same time, my love for Jamal Williams is probably too much. Um, and, and I want him to get mixed in, but I think Ty is going to keep keep doing what he's been doing and i think he's good he's he fixed what he needed to fix he's way better in the in uh pass blocking obviously don't we don't care about that for fantasy points but that means he's staying on the field um so yeah i, I think i think his hot start and i think it maintains so um i think you can still buy time montgomery for decent prices as well i don't think he's gotten crazy um probably high-end rb2 type price i don't know are we talking about an rb1 here
3: I don't think we're talking about an RB1. I wouldn't be buying at RB1 prices. I think that his, his uh, buying what price... What is right on... RB1
1: price real quick? Are you talking like a first-round pick for an RB1 price? Is that what you're saying? Only
2: mid-first.
3: I, I, yeah, no, I, I would say that if if someone wanted to buy Montgomery right now, they'd have to fork up a, a mid-first. Would you be buying at that price of a mid-first for time Montgomery?
1: I wouldn't, know. Um I, I was with Dan. I was buying a lot in the offseason uh, before the draft, really, when people were kind of like, they're going to address the position and it, Montgomery's going to go... Uh, that that's what that just seemed like a smart bet because I didn't think he was going to get pushed out immediately even if they did draft somebody, uh, which they drafted two, um, and Aaron Jones and and uh, Jamal Williams. Uh, in in this case, I don't think I'm buying him. I'm happy to hold him. He's the kind of guy who, if he keeps up this kind of bell cow role, is a pure rarity right now in this in this league right now. So if you can have somebody who's getting that type of carry share uh in a backfield, then by all means hold on to him. He's the kind of guy that can win you a championship just on sheer volume alone.
3: All right. Another player that I think is gonna be reliant on volume the rest of the fantasy season is Chris Hogan. Uh he, he's a guy that I think that he's gonna be inconsistent. He's gonna have the huge weeks where he has the two touchdowns and the Patriots offense explodes. But I also think he's gonna have the two catch for 14 yards and no touchdown game. So I am not buying in on Chris Hogan. I'm airing more on the side of wet fart, but I think that he can still be a viable fantasy option. It's just more of a risky proposition. So uh, we'll start with you, Eric. What are your thoughts on Chris Hogan always open?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. He, he's He's just a Patriots wide receiver, and he's not – He's not any more special than the other Patriots wide receivers, and they're very and running backs too. But they're they're all traditionally very frustrating to start. They can have big games, they can put up big goose eggs, um, they can they can get caught in the momentum or or they can get caught in somebody else's momentum where they're off the field. So he's he's I think he's going to be a massively inconsistent asset, um, but he is still probably pretty cheap. Uh, I think you could probably get him. I don't know. I mean, maybe a third's reaching, but I think I think a second's overpaying for somebody like Hogan. So, uh, I don't know. I think he's interesting. End of bench, like almost like a JJ Nelson or Jeron Brown that we were talked about last week. Almost in that same vein, where he's going to have massive games and he's going to have duds, uh, and that's kind of what you need to expect with him.
2: I think I'm a little bit higher than that. Um, you know, with, with Danny Amendola, just just every week it seems like he's just ready, close to death. Uh, no Edelman. Cook's being inconsistent and hoping for long bombs. Um, that, that offense has run through Gronk. And, you know, Tom Brady's playing <laughs> angry right now. <laughs> I think he's something like 900 yards or 800 and some yards and eight touchdowns the last two games. So that's, you no, know, that's scary. Um,
1: yeah, I don't know, I know why we do this as analysts. Like, we bury Tom Brady and then, like, we're like, oh, he's back
2: and he's angry and he's crushing us. Like, this has happened, like, what, three, four seasons in a row now? He lulls everyone to sleep. That's his move, Um I, you know, so I think I think being tied to Brady is, is very helpful for Hogan. I think that props him up quite a bit. The thing that tears him down, like you mentioned, Eric, is the inconsistencies. He's still a patriot, and we still don't know who's going to get what. You know, Gronk's pretty much the only thing you can count on as far as skill position goes. Running backs are a mess yet again. We don't know what's going on there. But, um, yeah, I, I still think Hogan is more than suitable for, like, a wide receiver – three or four spot that depending on the depth of the league and, and how many players you actually need to start. Um, I'd be more than okay. Having them in that, that like wide receiver four spot. So Dan, let me ask you this.
3: Are you going to be using Chris Hogan on draft next weekend?
2: Well, if I have any money left over in my account, I probably will. Um, but we should Which talk about draft is your home.
1: hashtag bad.
2: <laughs> I had a, I had a rough week all around. I, I lost money uh, with my bookie. I lost money with uh, with with Draft. So, um, but yeah, you guys, I, I you know you've you've heard me harp about it like a month now. Um, draft is unbelievable. It's my it's my new favorite app. It is freaking awesome. Uh, it's got everything you could really want, especially for daily. And um, they're doing a. They're, I think they're still doing the uh, the free entry, right? So if you use the code RV Radio you get a free entry into um, into a game when you make your first deposit. So you really yep. can't beat that. Um, it's not like you're getting a progressive pay-in from something like some other apps do. You are actually getting a free entry into a game. So go in some with some free money with Draft. It's awesome.
1: Yep, and that's playdraft.com on the computer as well. All right, let's move on to the second segment here. This one's also very original, and Nathan has this, also this episode <laughs> sponsored by a nine-year-old, because this is wet, hard, <laughs> or rough start.
2: By the way, happy belated birthday to our, our own Nathan Powell, who just graduated into stupid name school. So uh, we pretty, <laughs> pretty excited about that. He did come up with these all on his own. Yes,
1: you did. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll take over the hosting of this one. And so this is the opposite of hot start or wet fart. This is wet fart or rough start. Uh, this is, and again, you're just rhyming fart with start once more, Nathan. So <laughs> kudos to you, genius. <laughs> uh, all right, so these are going to be players that have had uh, rough starts to their season, and we're gonna we're gonna try to figure out: okay, is it legit? Are they really donezo forever? Or uh, or are they going to bounce back and they're by lows? So I'll start with somebody so many people were high on. Not I, said Burt Terrell Pryor. Is he a wet fart or a rough start? Because it's been a real rough start.
2: Oh, man. He is the wettest of farts. He is a full on shart. I mean, he. We, <laughs> this show that, that, is not for your kids. Dude, for your, your kids so yeah, are learn don't, terrible don't, things. Have your kids leave people. the room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be good. Yeah, it, it still still to me looked like a project. You know, people wanted to believe what they were seeing, and and he was being force fed targets in Cleveland. There was nobody to, to take any work away from him. He was the only receiving option they had. Crowell and Duke Johnson in the running game, and Terrell Pryor, and that's it. He got like 150 targets. There was no chance he was going to see that kind of volume, and it, you know, he just you never really clicked for me. Uh, I had people all up in my mentions all off season when I was t- telling people to avoid, 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 and people were dropping stat lines of like 80 catches for 1200 yards and 10 touchdowns. Like get out of here.
3: This may surprise some people, but I'm actually going to go rough start here. I think that this, this could be a buying opportunity for those that, you know, were not sure on pyre and thinking, Oh, well the price has increased too much. So now is not a good time to buy during the off season. Well, now is a possible time to buy. Now he he's probably gone lower than that. You know, late first price that he was going in, going on most of the off season. So if you can get him for that early to mid second, he's still a talented player and an offense that's going to be passing a lot. He may not be consistent week to week, but I think that he has the ability to you know put up some some big touchdown games. Definitely in a best ball format, he might be better because of the inconsistencies. But I think of, of the players we're talking about, I think that he's the most likely to turn it around this season. Um, I'm going to be buying a lot of these guys for long term, but I think that he is the one to buy for this off this season, where that he might have success later on the season.
1: Okay, let's move on to the next one. I think that's that's an interesting uh, reflective point there, Nathan to ours. Um, and I'm glad we all didn't agree on uh, on his status. Uh, all right, this one I'm I'm interested to hear everybody's take because I've kind of got my own, and that's that's the crow down in uh, down in Brown Town. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um Yeah, I I think I can kind of reflect the same uh, as Terrell Pryor here. Uh, never been interested. His price got way out of hand during the off season. I think we've Narrative talked about. it showed up. I think we've talked about Isaiah Crowell about 16,000 times on this show. So we should probably keep this one short, but, um, it's just, it's not in the cards. He's, he's at best a low end RB two. And that's if he continues to get the touches. Um, he's not a factor in the passing game. That's going to be Duke Johnson. It's just, it's not, it's not good. Not good. It's, 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 and not to mention,
1: I'll, I, I agree completely with your sentiment there, Dan. Uh, he's just insanely frustrating and has almost no upside. Uh, but also he seems to be, and I always kind of talk about the player personality aspect of this. He seems, he's, There's like reports coming out that he's being insubordinate. Um pushing back
2: begging for touches. Him. Yeah. Begging for touches. Back was big
1: when we coaching him. staff and Hugh Jackson's not going to stand for that. And honestly, it doesn't look like he needs them or cares. So uh, this is a situation where if you can get out from Crow, I'm doing it everywhere. I have him get out, get out for a second, if you can. Uh, and I, I don't know, I, I don't know that I would take a third, but I would certainly consider it.
3: This may uh, sound counterproductive, but we can rewind the show to last week when I said that Jordan Howard was a, a bad buy because he was a, Running, running back on an offense that was going to be passing a lot, and he wasn't involved in the passing game. Well, Jordan Howard had a huge week three, so that doesn't sound great. But Isaiah Crowell is the same thing. He's a running back that isn't involved in the passing game that much. That is Duke Johnson, and it's a team that's going to be passing a lot because they aren't a very good football team. So they're, they're still developing that, that you know, the, the defense and the offense. So uh, you can't really rely on Crowell to get the 20 touches he needs to really be fantasy relevant. So he's going to have the occasional touchdown that'll, you know, make him startable, but, you know, it, it, he's going to be. Uh, a, a rough start and a wet fart
1: all at the same time. Oh, oh, it'll be, I mean, be a rough fart. Yeah, oh, <laughs> cool. If I had a nickel, if I had a nickel, Dan. <laughs> all right, uh, on to a guy who's literally one of my favorite players and I own a ton of. Uh, probably the only person I think that we I all do is yeah. Stefan Diggs, uh, is Cam Newton. Uh, he's a guy who I loved, loved his floor, loved his upside, loved watching him play. So it's like the perfect storm of, of players that I enjoy having on my team. So uh, I'll pose the question to the group, wet fart or rough start? Is it is it time to bury Cam into the middle-tier quarterbacks?
3: So if, if we're talking – this is not a redraft show, but if we're talking about redraft, I think it's a wet fart. I think that this is going to be a lost season for Cam. He's going to be a guy – I mean, it, lost season for Cam means he's going to be like a mid to low-end QB2. So, I mean, it's There's not like he's not the- – he's, he's still going <laughs> to be star- – still going to be startable and uh, super flex. Uh, But, you know, it's to the point where I'm not really optimistic of what he'll do this year. He is battling injuries and he still has a mediocre wide receiver core minus Greg Olson. So it's, it's one of those things that you got to hope that next year is better than this and next and and the last. Uh, So yeah, I'm not buying based on points for this year, but I think that if you could can afford to take that dip in points this year, he is a good buy for the future.
2: It's so frustrating. I mean, he's not even posting QB one weeks. It's it's you know he's not he's he's peaking at like fifteen points, and it's just gross. And I on the same with you, Eric. He's one of my favorite players, and and yeah. you, get, that gets in the way so much so often. You know, you you love a player, and and you want to just go out and get a bunch of shares, and it's just you're just blinded by, you know, by by them. It don't. It's not uh, it's not very productive. So I, I think I think dynasty wise, Cam's still in that that. You know, mid QB one talk, I don't think we can put him any higher than like five or six, Um, but he's still right there. Uh, Like Nathan said, if if you're talking redraft, it's you can probably drop him, uh, which is sad to say, but it's been that bad. They're forcing on him an offense that he's not built for. He's he's not a pocket guy. You can't be doing check down passes to um, wide receivers that were drafted way too early because they were supposed to have played running back um yeah it's it's <clears throat> it's not good it, it was a, it was a tough fit um when they tried well, to to, tra- to transition into this offense. It's just not going to work and no Greg Olsen well, hurts too.
1: let me let me ask the question because I think that this is a it's, it's a point that we didn't touch on that I think is relevant. Watching cam play and I've watched uh watched a decent bit of the games uh that he's played thus far this season, he didn't look a 100 percent. Oh, he's like uh, 70. He's got, he's got
2: that, like 70. Yeah, but I mean,
1: he's got that shoulder injury. I mean, is this opening a buy low window though, value wise for Cam? Because if you're in a super flex league, suddenly you can trade, I don't know, Carson Wentz for him straight up. Um, and I don't know how you guys feel about that deal, but that's probably something you could pull off right now with Carson Wentz heating up and Cam kind of being uh, slumping at the moment. So I, I guess, is this, is there, is there a buy low opportunity? And how much of this are you accrediting to him being injured?
3: I would break my hand clicking except to Carson Wentz for Cam Newton.
1: Uh, But I'm putting it on Twitter right now. And by the end of the show, we're going to have a we're going to have an answer to that question.
3: All right. You can do that. um, But I'm definitely heavily on the Newton side there. But and like I said, it's one of those things that you have to be able to eat the the, the poor play this year in order for next year. I mean, I'm I'm no doctor, so I'm not going to pretend to be one. But those shoulder injuries tend to be the ones that nag a player all all season, even if they aren't you know sitting out games. So if he's hurt now, it's likely he's going to be hurt for most of the season. So it's going to be tough to you know buy saying, "Oh, this guy's going to go win me weeks this year."
2: Yeah, I think the yeah. injury is putting him at at his cost floor. So I think if you were going to buy now, is definitely the time. Um, you know, towards the end of the season, you'll probably see him start to to heat up a little bit. I, I still don't think we're going to see any big weeks, just because of how they're playing and, and the injury. So once he's healthy, uh, hopefully twenty eighteen is a different a different time, and and maybe we see uh, maybe we see a little movement. Maybe we we see him someplace else.
1: Yeah, I don't think that that's going to happen. I think they're going to believe. It. I think they'll the the state of the quarterback position right now is so brutal. I would be literally floored if they let him walk.
2: They'll be able to get Alex Smith after the season when they promote uh, Mahomes.
1: Man, that's uh, <laughs> that that would be a true Panthers move, I feel like. Oh, we have an update from the, from the poll. Two votes for Wentz, zero for Cam. So this is going to be an easy argument for me, Nathan. Uh, update at the end of the show here. All right, let's move on to the next guy. Uh, so we've got another guy with a rough start in Jordan Matthews, another player that a lot of fantasy sharks were on top of uh, going into this season. Uh, and then the surprise trade occurred. So... Uh, everybody was kind of befuddled. So I guess what are we doing with Jordan Matthews? Another brutal start.
3: This is one of the easier by lows on, on this list because it, it, there's been evidence shown that when players switch teams, that their their production goes down due to, uh, you know, knowing the playbook and yep. uh, just, you know, adapting to the new team. So when a player gets traded in August, there's really no opportunity for them to, uh, you know, learn the playbook and get everything used to it. So uh, I, and Jordan Matthews is a free agent for the upcoming season, so he's not going to be stuck in Buffalo, which appears to be a bad spot for a, a wide receiver to be. So uh, I think that with uh, Matthews, he's like with Cam, he's a guy to you know rely on the production in future years, not this year. Um, I think he just put, got put in a bad situation, and that's why the points have
1: not really come in hot. Well, let me, let me ask you a question value-wise, Nathan. Uh, when you're talking, because it's tough, especially at this time of the year, to buy somebody like that for future years, valuation-wise, what would you be trying to purchase Jordan Matthews for? A second?
3: Uh, well, I before the trade, obviously, it was uh, you know during rookie draft season, I, I sent the one ten to Dan for Jordan Matthews, um, and I, I don't necessarily regret that at this point because I think that that's going to be decent value. But right now, I'd be buying for that, you know, looking for the two hundred three to two hundred four range. Um, You know, a pick that appears to be there for 2018.
2: Okay, I think that's
1: fair. Dan, what are your thoughts?
2: I'm I'm pretty much right on the, the same lines with Nathan, aside from um, the being stuck in Buffalo part. I don't know that he's 100%, and Tyrod works really well with those inside receivers. Uh, obviously, he's he keeps producing, you know, tight end one weeks, which is kind of important. Um, so I think if, if he can get healthy, I don't know that he's 100%. But if he can get healthy and really get into that offense, I think he could have a big October and December. And then maybe we see them resign. Maybe we see him go elsewhere. But um, like Nathan said, you're buying for future at this point. It's going to take a little bit of time for him to dig in and get, and get that system. So maybe he's just kind of a, a spot start play and, and we root for 2018 and beyond.
1: I, I think I'm going to contrast you guys a little bit because I'm not really and never really have been a Jordan Matthews guy. So I'm not intrigued by him going somewhere else. I'm not intrigued by him being in Buffalo. Uh, I think Buffalo is going to explode their entire team here uh, unless they pull out a few more wins against top cal- caliber teams like uh, like the Broncos this past week. Uh, they just seem to be unhappy with the direction it's going, uh, which I think Pretty frustrating to watch uh, just because I feel like they've got a lot of really talented weapons that if they just went all in on and, and built around, it would be good. But, uh, you know, Matthews to me just has never been more than, I don't know, a, a fringe wide receiver, three wide receiver, four player. And his, and his price tags always exceeded that uh, immensely. See, yeah, I don't, so, I
3: don't think it has, though.
1: I don't, I don't think that his price it tag. Has. Was- it's, a, it's, it's been a first
3: okay but why is that why is that not a wide receiver three you know you're not getting better than a wide receiver three in the late first of most drafts
1: i would i would rather have somebody like chris hogan than i would jordan matthews would be wow. what i would say and, and that's somebody who's significantly cheaper just to go just to circle back to the kind of the conversation we had earlier
3: i mean i don't think so i, I said earlier with the chris hogan thing that you'd have to pay an early second now if you want me to get him
1: maybe maybe you're right uh Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong on the valuation. It, it's just, I, I would not pay a first for Matthews. And, and I don't know that necessarily you have to. Um, and I feel like, it, and especially this off season when he was getting all that love, uh, being the only Philly guy uh, that now Nelson Aguilar has appeared to accept all of those targets. Uh, yeah, not good. Okay. Um, if you if you bought Nelson Aguilar, sorry for your fab money. Uh, and <laughs> on to the last, under the last player of this discussion, uh, a player, another player that Dynasty Twitter just might as well make their boyfriend, and that is uh, Dante Moncrief. So, uh, a player who's struggled super hard. Now, I, I, I guess, I guess the question I'll pose to you guys is that really fair to to attribute his rough start to him, or is it Jacoby Brissett?
2: No, it's it's not. I mean, if anything, it's it's just the lack of Andrew Luck. But even with Luck, all he was was a touchdown scorer. He, we talked about it when when uh, when Lord Reeves was here. You know, he, he's a glorified tight end. That's the way he plays. That's the way he's used in the offense. It's just, it, I mean, it, <laughs> he's not going to be what everybody wants him to be. He might be this great athlete. He might be be this this big body that can go up and get a football. But he's not used that way. And you know, sans Andrew Luck. You will give him a little bit of a break, but Jacoby Brissett was an absolute monster this last week. Even, I mean, obviously, a lot of the points he got were from the the, from the running touchdown. But look at the week Ty uh, Hilton had. Yeah, I mean, there should have been every chance for him to go out and score, and he's just not doing it. And uh, yeah, I just I think he's way overhyped. He got way overpriced, way too early. Um, He was completely written off after I think his rookie year. People were throwing him into trades the same with Devonte Adams and then he started to catch touchdown passes and people were like oh he's here he's he's a wide receiver too now
3: I think there are a couple of ways to look at this with Dante Moncrief I've seen him on a few redraft waiver wires and I think that if people are stashing Andrew Luck in redraft I think they should be st- uh, stashing Dante Moncrief because if and when Andrew Luck returns in the next few weeks Dante Moncrief becomes uh you know fantasy relevant like we all pretty much are pretty low on Dante Moncrief, but you know he's worth a redraft roster spot. He's worth you know a you know uh, a guy you're going to be spot starting in dynasty. So I, sure, the, the, I, I think that through. I mean, you called him uh, Dynasty Twitter's boyfriend, but I think that Dynasty Twitter has soured a bit on Moncrief with the luckless uh, Colts offense. The melted
1: lover returns.
3: Yeah. So uh, while I don't love him as a talent, I don't love him long-term. I do think that his price has, uh, you know, gone a little
1: too low. Yeah. And and I'm not sure that it's gone too low, but it's gone to about the place that I would consider purchasing him um, or at least consider like, like looking at him. Finally, Uh, people are so low on him; It's kind of crazy. So, uh, you know, I, I agree with you, Nathan. I think, I think this is certainly in redraft. I think that's a nice call. Um, that, and especially in a standard league where touchdowns reign supreme, that's the kind of thing. And if we have those work leagues, like all of us do that are standard leagues, uh, that that's an advisable pickup for sure. So, uh, I think I'm, I'm taking back to a conversation we had, Oh God, it must've been over a year ago at this point, uh, since we're at episode 73 now, uh, that, that it was, it was us debating because T.Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief had the exact same value in ADP. And we all argued that Dante Moncrief was too dependent upon touchdowns and that T.Y. Hilton was the real deal and slumping. And that's turned out to be true. So uh, let's all pat ourselves on the back right now. <laughs> good radio. Uh, this is good radio. We're literally all doing it. If you could see, which you
2: can't. Oh, it, happened. Uh-huh. It, it happened. It did happen.
1: It was a good time. Okay. So, a reminder that that show was sponsored by a nine year old, Nathan, uh, who.
2: <laughs> Nathan's who, uh, our sponsor now?
1: You know, honestly, this one this one might get some serious pushback, guys, because they're gonna be like, Why are these children on the radio? <laughs> uh,
2: I have fun every once in a while.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was a very good time. Very good time. Uh Nathan, I have an update on our Twitter poll that I created. Actually, I feel like we should do this more often is start start the show with a Twitter poll and at the end it comes up. What would you guess the Twitter poll is at Wentz versus Cam?
3: Fifty eight for, for Wince.
1: Okay, we're at 150 votes, Nathan. Dan, you got a you got a guess on the percentages? I'm gonna say
2: 69 percent wins. Nice. It is 77 percent. Oh my gosh, people, <laughs> stop it! go oh. by cam i mean at that at that point it's it's totally worth it go by cam told, right told you out. all right well
1: i think i think i've proven my point correctly to nathan so um suck it nathan the fist fest continues and uh <laughs> make sure that you go and rate our podcast uh five star ratings and reviews really help us out make sure you rate us on the road of his radio on itunes and also if you could rate our new channel always appreciate it too that one uh uh, that one is a ghost at the moment, so we haven't announced it, uh, but our shows are going to be appearing in both places. So if you love all of the Rotoviz Radio, uh, that's awesome, and I, w- I would highly advise you stay subscribed there. If you're just in this for Dynasty and you're like, I love those Tradecast guys, we love you too. Uh, all and six you and a have, half of you. Yeah, all, all four of you uh, that you can uh, you can go subscribe to that channel as well. So uh Good stuff. Very good stuff. So make sure you rate and review the pod. We really appreciate that stuff. It helps other listeners find us. Um, I guess on that note, Nathan, happy belated birthday. Uh, Glad you got a dynasty trade for your birthday, Dan. uh, You know, I guess happy day to you. Oh, happy day. (laughs) All right. All right. For myself, Dan and Nathan, we're going to wrap up the show and we will catch up with you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, Felicia.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings. A four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.